What's up, everybody? You're about to listen to episode 71 of Women Who Kill. It's been a long time. I know, it's been a minute since the last episode. But what what can I say? Uh, this is it just pandemic things. Uh, everyone on the show is recording remotely because I still don't want to get Omicron. People are like, uh, it's, you know, every, everyone's going to get it. Is, is everyone going to get it? Or am I going to be the last person in the movie, the one who doesn't get bitten by zombies and just has to has to uh, learn to exist in a world where they're the last person on Earth? I am I'm willing to do that. I am willing to be the last person to not get bitten by a zombie. Moving on. Our guest today, very funny writer and comedian, Teresa Bateman. Hello. How's it going? It's good. Thank you for having me. Thanks for doing it. (laughs) Okay, so today we're going to be talking about a story that a lot of people might be familiar with from the several documentaries and shows that have been made about this person, Gypsy Rose Blanchard. My word, what a journey this story is. (laughs) Now, listeners might be familiar with, uh, I guess, the most... A popular mainstream production to be made about this was The Act on Hulu with Patricia Arquette. And uh, Mm -hmm. I get all the Arquettes confused. All of them. (laughs) There's so (laughs) many of them. My roommate was like, well, one of them is is dead and two of them are boys. And I'm like, I don't, I I still. Sorry, still confusing (laughs) because they're not dead on my TV screen. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. But I guess let's, let's start at the beginning. Uh, If, those of you who aren't familiar with Gypsy Rose Blanchard, I'm not going to spoil it. Let's tell the story. It's been a minute <laughs> since I've done this. Am I forgetting how to podcast? Oh, my God. I, I mean, listen, I don't have a podcast unlike every other comic. So, I mean, I'm just r- along for the ride. But this story is pretty is pretty crazy. And it starts at basically this girl's mm-hmm. birth. Gypsy Rose Blanchard was, well, let's talk about what a name. By the way. Yeah, seriously. Her name came from her her mother at the age of twenty-four. Now this is a little this is a little problematic. Got pregnant by a seventeen year old. Oh my god. Named Rod Blanchard. Yeah, it doesn't bode well for uh who she turned out to be in the end. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it kind of tracks the way this kind of turned <laughs> out based on that. Now she she was named Gypsy Rose. Her mother said is quoted as saying, uh, because she, she just thought the name Gypsy was cool, and Rod Blanchard was really into Guns N' Roses. That just like slurs and, and uh, classic rock. <laughs> um, but yeah, she had this baby in 1991, Gypsy Rose, and... Um, July 27th. Yeah, okay, she's a Leo, which is a good sign for being a performer, but... Once again, not about that. Oh, but no, she... let's let's get into a little bit of that. Because <laughs> I always do like to see if the sign tracks. Right, yeah. She, Leo is like, they love attention. They love performing. They are very loyal, but they're kind of a little bit self-involved. Oh. Um, I mean, given the circumstances, it's she was kind of like forced into that lifestyle oh, by for her sure. mother. Yeah. But... Well, now I want to see uh, Dee Dee, who is the mother in this situation oh, yes very good very what is, good what is her sign june 9th wait no that's when she died no it says may, may 3rd. 3rd so that's taurus okay that kind of tracks to be honest oh really well because tauruses love to be at home ah. they're real homebodies uh-huh. but i mean and also like 
you know, to get the full picture, we would need to know her moon and her rising. But, yeah, they they love to stay home, so keeping your child as a prisoner <laughs> in your home seems to track for me. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Gypsy Rose was born uh, Golden Meadow, Louisiana, 1991. Now, her dad was, by all accounts, a decent guy. But young, so young. So he wasn't really around, like, after a little while. Right. Basically, is when she was around, like, I think one and a half or so, her mom started saying she had sleep apnea and trouble breathing. So the the sickness stuff started truly, like, right out the gate. It started when she was just a few months old. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Jesus, it's even worse than I thought. Yeah. And uh, at this point, she went through tests, you know, as they do at the doctor. Mm-hmm. The doctors were like, ah, I, don't, I don't think anything's wrong. So uh, she... Just went with something else. <laughs> it was just a litany of things, like, from there on out. And then when she was, I think it was seven, her mom took her to the doctor and then just told her that she would now need to be in a wheelchair, right. even though she could totally walk. She had self-diagnosed Gypsy with muscular dystrophy, which I didn't know that's yes. a thing you could do. Yeah. It's, well, okay, so the thing about Dee Dee her mother, is that she had a nursing background. Like, she probably just had, like, a Rolodex of illnesses in her brain at all times from her time as a nurse. So she was like, hmm, what's one that I could probably just say and doesn't necessarily need to be, like, proven? And then that was when she started, so around seven years old for Gypsy Rose is when she started having to go everywhere in a wheelchair. Now, the way that she got the wheelchair initially was because uh, Gypsy was involved in a very, very right. minor uh, motorcycle accident on her grandfather's motorcycle, which I guess I guess in, in Louisiana, did it, was the grandfather on the motorcycle as well? Because I couldn't find that information. Even putting a seven-year-old on a motorcycle at all seems just absolutely insane. Yeah, seems like a bad idea. Like, maybe wait till they're, like, over 10 at least. Right. So she got a, a, um, a, a knee. She scraped her knee. She scraped her knee. Literally scraped her knee. Can you imagine all the times <laughs> you scraped your knee as a kid? Uh-huh. And your mom's just like, no, we have to go to the hospital. But also never scrape my knee in uh, something as cool as like a, you know, a motorcycle accident. I would like fall out oh, bikes, yeah. skateboards, whatever. It was whatever. just dumb shit on the playground or just like in your yard or outside or whatever. But this, this girl was riding a whole motorcycle. <laughs> so she scraped her knee for some reason that the hospital was like, we need to, you know, here's a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. But like... Also, what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, your poor little knee scrape here. Take a wheelchair. <laughs> take one of our... I'm like, Dee Dee had to have done something more, like, you know, said stuff to them about that. Like, well, I just think that she also has this other problem. And they're like, I got... Sure, lady, shut. just shut up. Take the wheelchair. Right. Uh, she must have had some really good health insurance. Oh, my God. Seriously. But she was also... I don't know what. In her... Oh, no. I guess when she was seven, she would have been in her 30s by then. Oh, yeah. She, she, was, young. she was pretty young. She was pretty young. Okay, so so she gets the wheelchair, and at this point, I, I think this just sets sets all kinds of light bulbs off in Dee Dee's head. Uh, mm-hmm. wait, what's her full name, by the way? I should... Oh, Claudine. Have it it's, Claudine. It's Claudine with two Ds. Yes. Which... Oh, yeah, that's so wild. What a weird name to spell... Weird way to spell Claudine. And she was only 4... No, 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 sorry. I'm looking at Gypsy's. <laughs> Gypsy is 4'11". I was like, damn, so short. Doesn't... For some... It has Gypsy's height on her Wikipedia, but not her mom's. Uh, at this point, uh, she gets a wheelchair, at, at which point... I, I think this is when she starts making frequent Disneyland visits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she starts getting... 
all this attention for her daughter. She's, like, putting her daughter in the public eye to, like, I think it was, it said in my research, uh, to just be inspiration to moms everywhere on being the best caretaker for their kids and giving hope to sick kids everywhere. Um, Making cameos at the Special Olympics. She got so much free stuff, free Disney trips, skipping a line at Disney. She got, like, big thousands of dollar donations from people, celebrity attention, uh, second grade is when there's a last record of her having went to school. I don't know much about kids. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> most my only friends with kids are they're like babies. So I don't know how old kids are supposed to do be when they do stuff. Seven. What is second grade? Is like seven, eight? What yeah, is, second grade is seven, eight. Yeah. So like you right. Turn eight, you turn eight at some point in second grade, probably. Okay. So right around the time that she got the wheelchair is when she would, when she pulled her out of school and she started homeschooling her. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, some sources uh, believe that she might have stopped going as early as kindergarten. I don't know where that discrepancy comes from. But uh, regardless, she was being homeschooled uh, very, very early. Now, Gypsy actually taught herself to read because her her mom, she didn't want her educated because then she would be able to deduce that, uh, that things were not right. But she learned how to read. By Harry Potter. Can you imagine the dedication it takes to teach yourself to read? I know that I, if I mm-hmm. were in stuff like this, I would not survive. I do not have that drive <laughs> to just teach myself how to read or teach right? myself. Yeah, to I'm just gonna skills. be dumb. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, fuck well, it. <laughs> I mean, I can hear a story or watch TV. I guess that's good enough for me. Yeah, Harry Potter's those are those are big books. They're long. Yeah. I mean, right. I read them all, but I did have formal education to teach me how to read. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, Gypsy's dad tried to remain in the picture uh, despite him no longer being uh, together with her mom. Mm -hmm. He actually would uh, send them $1,200 a month in child support. And we're talking, uh, this is the early 2000s, and it's in the South. So, I mean, the cost of living is is lower than it is here. Yeah, that will go so much farther. So she's already, like, kind of being taken care of. Right, and Gypsy doesn't see any of any of this money. Dee Dee is kind of hoarding this, and the entire time telling everyone that Rod Blanchard is like an alcoholic, drug addict, deadbeat. deadbeat he doesn't yeah. see his daughter any money. Really, just spreading the narrative that he just wanted nothing to do with his kid. Can you imagine spending like five thousand dollars a month? Oh my God! Even today, I I, I don't even make that much. Right, <laughs> like, with a full time job. Oh my God! And 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 meanwhile, everyone is is being told that you're just that piece of shit. Who's yeah, like, it's it's like oh my God! I would be so pissed. Like, what do you mean? I'm sending them money all the time. Yeah, where do you get off? Rod got uh married again at some point, and Claudine moves in with her dad and her stepmom. As her stepmom, she doesn't like, apparently, because uh, stepmom starts getting sick. Oh, brother. During this time, Dee Dee is also kind of a serial scammer. She, she gets arrested a few times. She's, she's writing bad checks. It all tracks. Yeah. Now, her stepmom and her dad end up confronting her because they don't like how she's treating Gypsy. And, mm-hmm. and they feel like they suspect that she's not really sick. She's mm-hmm. also being beaten. Yeah, it's truly, honestly, so horrific. Mommy dare style. Yeah, literally. Wire hangers. Like, if she tries to get up out of her wheelchair, yeah. she's getting hit, she's getting yelled at, she's getting, like, called bad names. After she's confronted by her dad and her stepmom, she packs up with Gypsy and leaves. As soon as they left town, her stepmother stopped getting sick. 
Oh my god. Okay, sorry. I forgot. Yeah. Well, it's assumed that she was poisoning her meals. Yeah. Now, Didi's own mother, by the way, also died while under the care of Didi. Oh my god. This lady. She starved to death. Starved to death. Yeah. So she's just not being fed. When, how did she not, if someone is like being cared for by their daughter and then they starve to death, how in the hell does that not ring some alarms for people? You know, because a, a lot of times when people get really old and uh, especially if they have like dementia and issues like that, they, they will refuse to eat. Right. So... But like, aren't there, I don't know, like feeding tubes and stuff? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, that's what she ended up eventually, you know, Gypsy, quote-unquote, needed feeding tubes. Mm-hmm. So they moved to Slidell. They're living in, uh, they're living in uh, housing that's, that's paid for by the government because, you know, they're getting all these grants and stuff for, mm-hmm. for um, uh, differently abled individuals and medical Gypsy issues. Is. Yeah. yeah. And they start going to specialists. Uh, they spend most of their time going to specialists. They get free flights and hotels and, you know, other amenities in order to do so. And mm-hmm. they end up at a uh, Tulane Medical Center in New Orleans mm-hmm. because Dee Dee claims that uh, Gypsy's now having hearing problems and vision problems. She ends up getting her eyes operated on which is why she was always wearing those, those really thick glasses. Those glasses. Can you imagine your eyes, getting your eyes operated on? That's so, oh, that sounds Unnecessarily. Awful. It's, it's Unnecessarily. sounds like a, something out of like a, like, like the movie Saw or like. Yeah, or like clockwork, it's like clockwork uh-huh. orange shit. Just, just prying your eyes open and doing all this. Oh, it's like such torture. It's so terrible. Yeah, she got she got these um tubes installed in her her ears because her mom claimed that she had recurring ear infections that wouldn't go away. Which is crazy that they're just doing these operations. Like, I, I was under the impression that before you get an operation, they would do a test to make sure you need the operation. And if the test comes right. back inconclusive, they don't do the operation. Yeah, seems insane. Imagine the drive this woman had to convince people or just like causing a fuss. I'm sure she threatened lawsuits uh-huh. left and right to get people to do yeah. these procedures. <laughs> yeah, they're like, well, we, we'd rather just operate on this child and not be sure it's necessary than deal with you anymore. Yeah, because so. if you, they're going to sue someone for like negligence, oof, honey. <laughs> uh, they even did a muscle biopsy to make sure that she had muscular dystrophy. Uh, they found that she did not. And when they told her she did not, they just decided to, she decided to take her to a different facility. Yeah, it's just like endless doctors like, oh, you're not listening to me? Well, I'm just going to go to this other person I can try to convince. Uh, She was on anti-seizure medication, even though she was not having seizures, because her mom convinced doctors that she was having seizures. So this all leads up to Hurricane Katrina uh, and leaving... Mm -hmm. New Orleans. And Hurricane Katrina, what a blessing for Dee Dee that was, because she got to just write off all the reasons why there's no more medical records. 
and like it just made it so much easier right, to lie. Right. And then also claim being a victim of Hurricane Katrina. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she said Gypsy no longer had a birth certificate, and then she used that opportunity to forge a new birth birth certificate. Uh, and then they moved to Missouri. Mm-hmm. And that's when they got the house from Habitat for Humanity. Right, they built them a pink house. A pink house with a with a wheelchair ramp that nobody and a hot needed. tub. And a hot tub. Oh, that sounds so nice. <laughs> Where did the hot tub come from, though? But did she get to go in the goddamn hot I, tub? I, I suspect probably yeah, not. Gypsy didn't spend a second in the hot tub. <laughs> Imagine Dee Dee's like, "I'm gonna do all this horrible stuff to you, but you get an hour a day in the hot tub." <laughs> The timeline is a little unclear because Dee Dee was lying to so many people and probably a lot of doctors who she visited were un- unavailable for comment because there's no telling. There's no telling how many doctors oh, yeah. she talked to and how many facilities she bounced around to uh, while she was getting information that she was not happy with and decided she needed an opinion that more closely aligned with her uh, beliefs, whether these were her actual mm-hmm. beliefs or I guess we, we should just get into it right now. Mm-hmm. Didi's treatment of Gypsy is said to be indicative of a mental disorder called mm-hmm. Munchausen by proxy. Which, you know, is when, so there's Munchausen, which is when you're making yourself the victim so that you can get attention. And then Munchausen by proxy is when you are making somebody else ill and being their primary caretaker to get the positive attention of being so selfless. Right. I had a friend who faked cancer for about three and a half, four years. That's a long time. It's a long time. It's a bit, and it wasn't like, you know, getting free, well, she did get a couple free trips, like from old teachers who like felt bad for her. She got to go on a couple trips, but nothing like, nothing, it was, the scam wasn't like national attention. Luxurious vacations? It wasn't, I mean, like, I think she went to Montana and got to do some like outdoorsy type stuff with an old teacher a couple times. And, well, she also got a trip. This is kind of the the big part of the story where we found out. But um, around 2000, so like, honestly, not that long after this, around 2013, or like in the midst of the Yeah, same, same this, time. 2000, yeah, so 2013, my friend and I, who were, we were all childhood. The three of us were like childhood best friends. We grew up in the same neighborhood. Our one friend lived in L.A., and we were planning a trip to come visit her out here and you know because our friend who was faking cancer at the time didn't really have any income we paid for her flight out here and she was claiming that she only had a few months left to live and this was like her farewell (laughs) trip to us and (laughs) we were like oh god this is so terrible like the doctors only gave her a few months left and she wanted she really wanted us to get matching tattoos And we were like, I, my brain was immediately like, well, they say matching tattoos are the kiss of death, but like, what could go wrong? You know, she's dying. <laughs> and so we got these matching tattoos. We all have three birds on our co- near our collarbone. <laughs> Wait, so did she, was she just staying inside all the time or was she Okay, like... so, I mean, she would go, so you mean on our trip? No, just in general. Was, was in she general, bedridden she... or was she actually just like doing no, stuff? No, here, but... here's the thing. It was like, it was such a long time and I was, it was, this was like, the last two years that I was in college in into uh, two years after college that this was happening uh-huh. or like a year and a half after college. So my early twenties. Um, 
she, I was going to school in New York. She was living in Philly. Okay. And she would always kind of guilt trip me about not coming home more often. So she would also like ask me to drive her to her chemo appointments. She would like ask me for money for copay, which didn't seem like a thing, but I didn't know anything about it. So. But where were you I driving her? Were you dropping her yeah, off? Yeah, I hospital? was driving her to like yeah, I was driving her to a hospital and just like dropping her off, and she would go in, and I guess she would just kind of like hang out in the cafeteria and then like sneak herself out. I truly have no idea. But I was driving her to these appointments at the very least, and that was a way for her to like keep me, you know, yeah. back home in Philly, coming back, giving her rides, doing things for her. So you would come home from school to, to help yeah, her out? Like, yeah, on weekends sometimes I would come home to visit with them. Wow. And then obviously I was just home for the summers, and so okay. in the summer it would be a lot of that stuff. Yeah. But so you wasted your whole your spring break on that. Yeah, stuff like I would be wasting weekends and and spring break and summer vacation time to just be like helping my friend who supposedly had cancer. But wow. yeah, so we, we were in LA. She ended up at one point when we were in LA having a seizure. Like I was alone at my friend's house. My friend was like out walking her dogs, uh-huh. and I stayed back at the house with my friend faking cancer, and she had a seizure. And I found her in the, on the kitchen floor, and I was freaking out, you know? And then, like, that's when we kind of committed to the, doing the tattoos, because we were like, wow, she really is in bad shape. This is crazy. Was it a real and seizure, or was it a fake seizure? So this... I'll... 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 I'll I'm going to get to that in a <laughs> Okay, second. okay. So we got back from this trip. About two weeks later, she fainted at the doctor's office. The doctor freaked out, got her sent to the emergency room. When she got to the emergency room, her mom, which by the way, it should be said, like her mom somehow didn't realize she was faking this whole time either. I guess no one ever attended a supposed chemo appointment with her. So the ER called her mom. Her mom came in, was like, oh my God, she's a cancer patient at Jefferson, which is a hospital in Philadelphia. She goes, she's a cancer patient at Jefferson. We have to get her transferred to her doctor so she can be taken care of and get examined. And they called Jefferson and they were like, there was no record of her ever having been there. <laughs> and this is a place where I would drop her off regularly for oh. these supposed chemo appointments. And so... So she was using your copay money just to eat in the cafeteria? <laughs> yeah, either to eat or to buy drugs. I don't know, because she is she does have a drug problem. Oh, okay, um, okay. So it was like, she would just be taking $20 from me here and there, and yeah, just, I guess, eating in the cafeteria or maybe buying drugs, who, who knows. And From Nurse Jackie? Um, yeah, seriously. <laughs> She's she she should be on their statue. They should have had her character on there. But then so they so they basically forced her they fifty one fiftied her, put her in a mental ward at this other hospital. She refused to admit that she was lying, like really committed to the bit. Oh my really god. Really couldn't let it go despite all the evidence against her. She was in there that mental ward for a few days. I was the one to go pick her up from said mental ward. Did she ask for a copay? <laughs> no, by then she definitely felt too bad to do that <laughs> but she did when i so here's the important detail of she this is when i came to realize she had really been just shaving her head the whole time she was fully bald all the time and really pale looking all the time when we when we thought she had cancer and after three days in the mental ward her skin was much more flush and her hair was already growing back. <laughs> so she had like just kind of a buzz <laughs> cut at that point. And I was just like, oh wow, she really was. I th- Like, you know, you try to justify stuff. I was like, oh, this has to maybe just be some crazy mix uh-huh. up. Maybe the doctors are just like, they can't find, maybe she's, she was, she would say stuff like, this is a miracle, I'm healed, we should be celebrating. It's like, babe, babe, come on. How do we think we were born yesterday? <laughs> 
this is a miracle. My hair is growing back. I'm not pale anymore. It's like, baby, you're putting on makeup to make yourself look sickly. So we found all this out, and I was, this was like two weeks after we got these tattoos, and I was just like, oh my fucking God. So it really was a kiss of death. Have you ever thought of going on one of those tattoo show uh, reality and, and telling this story to get it removed for free or cover it up? Oh my God, I didn't know, I didn't know that was a thing that existed, but now I want to. You know, I'll, I'll send you, I'll send, someone, someone tweeted looking for people. Brian Cook. Oh, I know, I know. Yeah, he just, he just tweeted looking for, um, looking for people with bad tattoos who want to be on a reality show. I bet you could get, you could get booked with that story. Oh, absolutely. Gonna have to reach out to him about that. Maybe my friend who also has the same tattoo, uh, will come with me and we can yeah, do like a Yeah, that's a hook. <laughs> yeah, seriously. It's, um, the craziest things. Every person I've told this to is like, this is the craziest thing I've ever heard. And I'm like, yeah, the craziest <laughs> thing I've ever experienced in my life. <laughs> Just to find out this. And then like, so yeah, basically after that, we, we obviously right, we right, do not right. speak anymore. Is she still um, scamming people? Does she have a new, a like, new, uh. Oh, yeah. So I just found out from my friend the other day that she faked cancer again after she got caught. Did she pick a different kind of cancer? I, tr I have no idea. I don't know. Yeah, because with, with us, it was like, oh, I have a brain tumor. I have brain cancer. And like this rare brain cancer, you know, vibe. Um, and so I don't know if she stuck with that <laughs> afterwards because she was just like trying to get free places to mm -hmm. stay with people where we're from, the neighborhood we're from in Philly. That's wild. So, so yeah, this is the same, uh, this is a, a similar disorder to what, uh, Didi has mm -hmm. or had. Yeah. Now it's, un it's unclear, um, as to like how much of this behavior is an actual mental disorder and how much of it is just a, a person realizing that they're in too deep and now they're just being manipulative mm -hmm. to, to keep the, keep up appearances or whatnot. Yeah. But at two, in 2001 is uh, when Gypsy started attending uh, conventions. She was into cosplay and sci-fi and fantasy and whatnot. Mm -hmm. She w had been doing that for about 10 years. That, that, was, that was her escape. Mm -hmm. In 2011 is when she tries to make her escape, her literal escape, mm -hmm. for the first time. Yeah, so that makes her, yeah, around 19. She met a man in a hotel room who she had previously met online. Now... Since she was, uh, pretty much since she was old enough to go online, I feel like since she was about 13, 14, she had been going on, like, AOL to try to meet guys. And didn't we all? <laughs> yeah, right? At some Man. point. Ever, I always wonder how many people I, I would ASL with. Oh, my God. I was in chat <laughs> all the time with my friends right? just pretending to be somebody else. Pretending to be a, a full adult? Yeah, 100%, which is so bad. Our, I feel like our generation is so fucked up from that. Because we were, we were cybering with fucking probably 45-year-old men in Idaho. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like, I'm 21. I was like, I, for some reason, loved pretending I was a 16-year-old blonde cheerleader from Florida. <laughs> that was my specific thing every time. I was obsessed just, with being... Just the idea pedo of being 16. Very specific. Yeah. I was obsessed with the idea of being 16, obsessed with the idea of um, being blonde, I guess. Cause That's just, hilarious. I had never known that lifestyle, and I wanted to be from somewhere warm. <laughs> And then you go back and you're like, oh, that is not. I'm like, Florida? Oh, what was I thinking? I think that was the only <laughs> other place I had ever, like, gone to besides, like, New Jersey outside of Philly. Was anyone like, hey, you want to you wanna meet up? I'll give you some meth. Oh, God. That's, I know. Seriously, that's... probably. I feel like I had, I had an internet boyfriend named Bubba. Probably a lie. But 
Bubba? Bubba? That's what he told you his name yeah, was? he told me his name was Bubba. But he oh, no, he was for sure a Bubba. <laughs> that was his real name for sure. You don't lie name. about Bubba. He said he's from, like, Kentucky or some shit, so probably. Absolutely. <laughs> no one makes that up. No. <laughs> he's like he was like a 48-year-old truck driver, yeah, married, three kids. Jesus. So she met this guy, and they, they met up in a hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how her mom found out what room they were in. Or how she even escaped her mom long enough to be in a hotel room with somebody. Oh, she was at a convention. But, like, where her, I can't believe her mom would just let her go to conventions by herself. I feel like maybe she accompanied her there, and she was like, I have to go to the bathroom, or who knows right, sure. what happened. But somehow she tracked her down in this hotel room. She busts in. Tells this guy, you need to leave my daughter alone. She's not even a, she's a minor, which she mm-hmm. wasn't. She was not. <laughs> yeah, because she was really just really lying about her age for a while there. Ruins the whole plan, scares the guy away, telling them that she's going to call the cops and tell them that he's a, he's a pedophile creep. When, in fact, she's the pedophile creep. She slept with a 17-year-old to get pregnant. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a big, and that's a big, that's a big age difference at that point. Yeah, exactly. That's at that like, stage of life, it's very weird to do. Yeah, that that's like a high that's like um a, a high school teacher. Yeah, totally. S- sleeping uh, with a student. One hundred percent. Which is a, um honestly actually the story of my parents. <laughs> what really? What? Yeah, my dad was a teacher at my mom's high school. Oh no! But did he teach her? Uh, yes, and they had an affair oh, while oh, he was no. married with five kids. Oh no! Five kids. <laughs> yeah. What? Wait, how old was how old was he? He was twenty one years older than my mom, so he was. In his late thirties, and my mom, no. my mom was seventeen. Yeah, I know. That's, um, that's, that, that's that my origin a, story. Oh my god, <laughs> that is a legit scandal. No, seriously. <laughs> wow. So Wait, where are you from? Me. You're from Philly. Yeah, from Philly. Was this in the newspapers? That's I. You know, I used to have a joke about that. Um, I feel like it would have been if it was like the nineties, but because it was like the seventies, everyone was just like, "Oh, good for you, Ted. <laughs> you got a hot young piece." <laughs> Oh, so bad. Are your parents still together? My dad uh, passed away when I was young. Are you, are you, did, did you get along with him? Oh yeah, we got along great. I, he was, I was a real daddy's girl, but people always thought he was my grandpa. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he and my mom were together for like 25 years and then he passed away and she has never been with anybody else. Wow. And so, so loyal. it's like, it's like a, a creepy story with a heartwarming <laughs> ending. <laughs> Exactly. Everyone was like, it would be a very problematic Nicholas Sparks movie. Yeah, very problematic. Um, Now that the term, now that the term grooming is really in the lexicon, people (laughs) would not be happy about this. (laughs) Oh man, like I don't know how to feel about this story. Me neither. (laughs) (laughs) My adult life, I'm like, wait a second. (laughs) My dad was problematic as fuck. I just thought of a joke last night where I was like, all dads have been canceled at least once in their life. And my dad uh-huh. just ended up getting canceled by God. <laughs> Sorry, it's dark in here. It's dark in my brain. Oh, wow. Well, Sorry. <laughs> were you, are you an only child? No, I have, a, um, I have, well, I have my older half siblings from my dad's first marriage. And then my, I have one brother from my, both my mom and dad. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, he's older. Wow, that's so much. That's a lot. It's a lot. Pretty wild, pretty wild origin story over here in Philly. <laughs> okay, so uh, Gypsy and the the hotel boy were not to be. After this incident is when Gypsy gets her computer and her phone confiscated. Mm-hmm. 
Skitty is a dramatic bitch. She's a messy bitch. <laughs> she is a messy and dramatic bitch. <laughs> so she's the best way to describe her. <laughs> she didn't just just take them away, put them in a cabinet, throw them in the trash can, you know, put it in the sink, run water on it. She smashed them with a hammer. Oh. She's like, you will never, ever message anybody again. Yeah. And then she says, if you try this again, I'll, I'll do this to your fingers. Ooh. The threats. Mafia style. Yeah, straight up. She, okay, she's kind of a, you know, she's kind of a G in that way. <laughs> <laughs> now, she also got grounded for two weeks. Not in a traditional sense, but uh, literally grounded. Okay, she tied her to the bed. Yeah, strapped to the bed fully. <laughs> Imagine. What a horrific life. My God. So, so bad. Terrible. And you're and like, then she... but I love you, daughter. <laughs> Now, now, on top of this, it's not known whether she actually did this, but this is the story that she, that Gypsy was given. Her mother told her that she had her declared mentally incompetent with the police. So if she ever went to the police for help, they would not believe her. Mm-hmm. That's some, like, she's really thinking of all the possibilities. It's diabolical. Absolutely diabolical. Now, 2012, which is the year after the hotel room incident, Gypsy meets a man named Nicholas Godjohn. I did not know how to pronounce his last name. Godejan. Godejan. You want to give him some Godejon. <laughs> Every possibility. Wait, I have to look at it. Godejan. I, I, like, I feel like they pronou- in Wisconsin, they probably pronounce it Godejan. Godejan. <laughs> Go to John. Go to John. Oh, weird name. Yeah. Because it really is like the name John in the last four letters. Right. Uh, he was from Wisconsin. Uh, apparently they met in a, a, a Christian, uh, Christian dating website. Also wild that they met at a Christian dating website given his history. Right? Okay, so one thing about Nicholas. It, it is said that he m- might have had a disassociative identity disorder, which is, what, what is that? Uh, kind of like schizophrenia? Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, kind of like, yeah, you just fully dissociate from who you are and you're just like, it's, I think they used to call it like a multiple personality disorder okay. kind of vibe, seems like in the same realm. But yeah, he had a history of mental illness and apparently indecent exposure as well. Well, it is also said that he was uh, autistic, but n- not to say that, uh, I, I feel like autistic people would be like, don't put this on us. We don't want to claim, yeah, we don't want to claim him. Why would we do that? <laughs> He. That doesn't, we're not like, autistic. Autism doesn't mean that we're just absolute monsters. Right. Now his indecent exposure record from. Uh, he was at a McDonald's. On his laptop, as you do, because they have free Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. Oh, watching porn. Bless them for that free Wi-Fi. I've, I've taken advantage of McDonald's free Wi-Fi. But you're not too. watching porn, right? But I'm not watching porn. No, that's absolutely. It, not only was Nicholas watching porn at the McDonald's on the free Wi-Fi. Nicholas was masturbating while watching porn. Because, of course, Yeah, ba-da-ba-ba-ba. <laughs> I'm rubbing it. That's... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's really good. That's really good. That's so he got caught, as you do when you're masturbating in a McDonald's. Yeah. Imagine if he somehow got away with that. <laughs> like, I mean, a lot of weird shit goes down at McDonald's, but... You gotta draw the line somewhere. <laughs> uh, that did not dissuade Gypsy from uh, pursuing a relationship with this man. She's like, you think you got a crazy <laughs> past? Well, listen to what I'm about to tell you. 
So they developed a very intense relationship with BDSM undertones. Yeah, he was like, you must honor me and you must do everything I say and you must use proper capitalization when you say my name. <laughs> okay, now, here's the thing. I, I, I think that it was a, a match made in heaven because Nicholas was into having more than one personality and BDSM and uh, mm -hmm. Gypsy was into cosplay. So yeah. he, if he decided that, you know, this personality was into this, she was like, oh, great, because I got a costume for that. I just, I just happen to have that uh, a corresponding costume in my trunk of cosplay gear. Such a fun sex life. Yeah, so she would dress up and send him pictures, which how does she not get caught? I know, but I don't know. I guess mom's got to sleep. Yeah, as soon as mom went to sleep, Gypsy busted out the, uh, the contraband laptop and one of her many Facebook accounts, and it was on. Yep. She had five Facebook accounts that, that she would admit she probably to. probably had so many free laptops. Too. Oh, you're just kidding. <laughs> free free Make-A-Wish uh, laptops yeah, from true. Best Buy. Yeah. She was Seriously. like, I got to do telehealth. Now, that didn't exist back then, but I feel like they could have. She could have convinced someone. Absolutely. So uh, they, this relationship went on for two years. 2012 is when they first started meeting online. 2014 is when Gypsy confessed the relationship to a neighbor, who she also considered a good friend. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Aaliyah Woodmancy. Man, these Midwestern names. I know, they're wild. Like, what is the cultural heritage there with these names? And it's, it's spelled exactly the way, it, it looks exactly the way I'm saying it. Woodmancy. Yeah, I can't imagine it would be pronounced And Aaliyah is spelled like Aaliyah. Like you, you have you have uh, my friend named Leah. Like Leah yeah, like there's the a, Leah. there's Aaliyah yeah. over there, and there's Aaliyah over there. <laughs> oh look, there's another Leah. That's so. Wild. <laughs> I guess you can really make your own rules when it comes to names. Who cares? You can just really name. Yeah, yeah. I guess the thing about like. names is that they're all made up. Yeah, they're all made up. Whatever. Why not? Spell Main difference is some of them mean something. Some of them just mean mm -hmm. you were creative. Now. Uh, 23 years old. At this point, um, Aaliyah believes she sees Gypsy as a little sister. Because at this point, Gypsy is uh, 19, 19, 20? Yeah, I think 19, 20. And I don't know if that person knew she was actually that old or if she thought she was whatever age her mom no, was. No, everyone is under the age. impression that Gypsy is like 13, 14 years old. It's so insane. And mentally seven. Right, right. Uh, because every time Gypsy... Uh, kind of leaks her intelligence mm -hmm. <laughs> to, to, to the public. <laughs> her, her, her mom, like, squeezes her hand, like, bone-crushingly hard because she, she holds her hand at all times in public so she can control her. It's so dark. With, with psycho hand squeezes whenever she says or does something that's, uh, that's, that's not, not allowed. Dee must have had a fucked-up childhood to be able to do this to her own kid. Right? Yeah. I mean, considering she killed her own mother, maybe, <laughs> maybe yeah, she had honestly. reasons. But then it's like, yeah, the buck didn't stop there. 2014, Gypsy has to tell someone. She's really excited about this boy she met online. She tells Leah, who she considers to be her friend slash big sister. Leah's mm -hmm. like, oh, n hell no. No. Inappropriate. What are you, like, mm -hmm. 14? You're online, yeah, you're online doing B BDSM chat with this, with this what, 20-year-old man? This guy's a creep. 
with a record. <laughs> yeah. Mr. with the with the McDonald's masturbator. <laughs> the McStroker. Yeah. yeah, there you go. That's good. I like that one. That was way better than what I was gonna say. <laughs> she tries to talk her out of pursuing this relationship any further because mm-hmm. she thinks this guy's a predator. I mean he is, mm-hmm. but not the type yeah. that she's thinking about. Gypsy has been like printing out his Facebook posts and messages because that's a thing you do when you want to keep something secret. <laughs> Great, great. I mean, I did used to print out. Uh, <laughs> did you print my, a- a- my AIM messages? Yes, AIM messages. <laughs> oh. If I was like talking to somebody I had a crush on, I'd be like, "Let's just print this so I can remember it forever." Did you like put them up on your wall? You put them no, in a binder? No, what no, did you no, do? No, and then no, Lisa Frank binder? Not, absolutely not up on the walls. Just in a drawer in my desk somewhere, f- just for me. <laughs> yeah, where your parents would never find them. Hmm. <laughs> well, I wasn't talking to weirdos with masturbation records. I was just talking to boys in my class in okay. grade school. Uh-huh. So, okay. So the next year, 2015, Gypsy arranges for Nicholas to visit. So at this point, she's in like her mid or like early mid twenties. Yeah. She's like if 20, maybe like 22, 24, 23, 24, 22, 23. She's born in 91. Yeah. You guys <laughs> do the math. You guys do the math. 2015 to whenever this, to 1991. That's how old yeah, she is, is when this there happens. Uh, she decides that maybe her mom will give her approval to date Nicholas if she is under the impression that they didn't meet on the internet. So mm-hmm. they arrange to meet in a movie theater. Gypsy plans a movie theater trip with her mom and uh, arranges for Nicholas to just to be there, literally bump into them, and then s- s- Strike up a friendship. <laughs> that is such an insane plan. <laughs> right? <laughs> You're like, oh, I dropped my popcorn. Uh, w- what is your name? Hey, Look you want to be my friend? Yeah. What? Are... Now, Dee Dee, understandingly so, <laughs> decides she does not like this man. Mm-hmm. This man who just bumped into them at the movie theater and it takes a liking to her daughter who looks like a 10-year-old. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, wondering, like, how famous was her illness that, like, did she get people recognizing her in public? Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. If, like, Dee Dee's suspicious of some shit like that. hmm I mean, yeah, she was, she was all over the newspapers. And, yeah. Uh, by the way, a little, a little, uh, a little digression. Someone on, has a viral TikTok with, that's up to, like, 11 million likes. Because when they were six years old, their parents took them to Disneyland and they were looking through the photographs uh, from Disneyland as like a, a late teen and noticed Gypsy in the, fi- in, the, in the pictures. Oh, my God. And That's so wild. Yeah, they were like, oh, I actually like kind of met this person when I was a kid and I don't remember <laughs> it because I believe it. Yeah, they all took pictures with her. Damn, that's so crazy. Right. So God, what a weird way to be famous. Yeah, it's so it's so messed up. Now, we didn't get into this, but at this point, uh Gypsy had also had most of her teeth removed. Yeah, absolutely horrible. Because her mom, in order to make her kind of appear incompetent when they went to doctor visits, would rub uh, anesthetic on her gums that would make her not be able to feel her gums and, and drool a lot, you know, like when you go to the dentist and you The levels. Yeah. Now this oh my god. <laughs> On top of that, she told the doctor, I, I need something to control her drooling. So they would inject Botox into her uh, salivary glands to control the drooling that 
her mom cost. Mm-hmm. Eventually, that didn't work. So she had her salivary glands completely removed. Oh my God. So the anti-seizure medication that she would put her on would, uh, I guess I, I guess one of the symptoms was kind of like a really dry mouth. And yeah, on, it made her teeth literally crumble. Yeah, because there was, there was nothing to like lubricate her, her gums and, you know, like wash away food fragments and all, you know, all the other shit that makes your, mm-hmm. makes your, makes your teeth healthy. So mm-hmm. uh, her teeth were rotting and they ended up pulling most of them out. So I think a lot of her teeth were uh, a bridge. Mm-hmm. So that's crazy. Now. Absolutely insane. She meets Nicholas at the movie theater. They bump into each other. Somehow Gypsy gets, uh, kind of sneaks off to use the restroom or, or whatever. Her and Nicholas have sex in a bathroom stall. Hot. At a movie theater. Hot. <laughs> I can't, can you imagine like walking into that, that restroom? Oh my God. And you're like, isn't that the, the, ch- the child I saw outside? <laughs> Should I call? No, I'm going to mind my own business. Like, I'm just going to move along. <laughs> someone had to have seen that and been like, this is not, that does not look quite right. <laughs> and done nothing about it. Yep. Ooh, people are bad. <laughs> <laughs> Mom is like, if you're planning on talking to him more or, or seeing him, don't do it. They continue having a covert relationship since it has already been decided that uh, mom doesn't like this guy. June 2015, which is not long after they met in person, mm-hmm. Gypsy and Nicholas decide that in order for them to be together, Didi uh, needs to die. Didi gotta go. <laughs> for many reasons. <laughs> now, they apparently had been talking about for for quite a while before it happened. They'd been talking about it for a year. At least a year, maybe a year and a half. Yeah. And yet they didn't think of a better plan. That's cr- like, she could have run away. Mm-hmm. She, could, she could have literally run away. I mean, her mind is so, at that point, like, she's gotten brainwashed. She's, her mind is fucked. She, she has Stockholm you know? Syndrome. To be contr- yeah, to be, and to be controlled at that, like, to that extreme for that long, literally your entire life. And, like, the fear you must have of this person. Mm-hmm. And, like, I know that I had scary, like, I was scared of certain friends growing up, and I thought that they could convince, like, everyone to hate me if I ever decided not to be their friend. Like, imagine that's your mom, and she's supposed to be your protector, and she's supposed to fucking look out for you, but she's the one harming you, and you're going to be so scared of her. And you think that, like, she could turn everyone on you because she's done such a good job of doing it this whole time. Right, right. It's crazy. So physically, she could have just up and left, or... Uh, you know, had Nicholas like literally just run away with Nicholas, but mm-hmm. you know, at one point before she met him, she went, she walked to the neighbor's house and begged them to take her to a hospital. Oh my god! Her mom caught her and took her back home and was like, "Don't listen to her. Her medi- her medication has her so that she doesn't know what she's saying or doing." But like, how does that explain how she walked to the door? Exactly. How do they not be like, wait, she can walk? Yeah. That was a lie. So at this point, I, I guess she is assuming that if she escapes, her mom is going to find her. She's already capable of convincing people that she's not okay and that she shouldn't be on her own. 
So mm-hmm. I guess at this point she's seeing the only option as literally getting rid of her mom to have any yeah. any uh, semblance of freedom. Mm-hmm. Gypsy steals a knife from Walmart and <laughs> gives it to Nicholas. And this is going to be the murder weapon. Imagine how much you have to be into someone to be willing to kill for that. Yeah. Now, I do feel like, though, that she was his first girlfriend. Okay. Uh, they were each other's first relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nicholas, because That's he was out. weird and crazy. And uh, Gypsy, mm-hmm. because uh, she had been uh, sheltered and kidnapped, basically. Tortured her entire yeah. life. <laughs> so the plan was... Nicholas was going to sneak into the house or be let into the house, wait until mom goes to sleep, kill her, and they would run away together. June 2015 is when this happens. It's interesting that there is no exact date as to when the murder happened. It is sometime in early June. Now, the body was discovered on the 14th, so we'll assume it was a few days before that. Three, four days, perhaps. So, uh, Nicholas is led into the house. Wendy is sleeping. Gypsy goes to the bathroom, and, uh, you know, this is what happens when you take away your kid's electronics. She could have put on some headphones. <laughs> she could have been listening to some, I don't know, what, Panic at the Disco? What do you think she would have been into? <laughs> Wait, when the murder was happening? Yeah. Hmm, because Panic at the Disco, I mean, I guess they still existed, but... Oh, God, that's a good question, because she's like a cosplay girl. And she, we're also in Missouri, so... And we're in Missouri. I feel like Panic at the Disco is a good guess. Yeah, because that's like five years behind. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> They're always five years behind. I remember when I watched that documentary, Making a Murderer, I was like, literally can't tell the difference between the footage of them in the 80s and the footage of them in the, uh, like, 2015. Cause yeah. Because they, they dress exactly the same. Okay, so she goes in the bathroom and covers her ears. Oof. If it were me, I would have turned on the, the taps, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you, same thing as when you don't want someone to hear you pooping, right? You t- turn on the shower, yeah. yeah. Turn on the water, turn on the shower, <laughs> something. Something. If you ever hear the shower when I'm at your house, it means I'm pooping. Yep, 100% of the time. You're like, why are you showering during this party? Don't worry about it. <laughs> why is the sink just on the entire time you're in there? <laughs> I like to wash my hands. <laughs> now, uh, she covers her ears, and uh, her... Uh, Crazy little boyfriend. He goes into the bedroom and he, he stabs Dee Dee. Not once. Not thrice. Mm-mm. 17 times. 17 times. Really got, had to make sure the job was done. 17 times. That's some rage. That's some pent-up rage. Now she was a, a larger woman, so, I mean, ma- maybe true. three wouldn't have done the job. But but seventeen still not necessary. That's clearly overkill. You're, yeah, you're really just you're on a you're having fun at that point. You're enjoying yourself. Mom dies, obviously. Uh, mm-hmm. They find her stash of uh, child support money because she she just she cashes it out and just hides it. Mm-hmm. Four thousand dollars. Oof. They they. They kind of had a little bit of a plan, not much, but you know, impressive considering the resources available to them and uh, and Nicholas's intellect level. Now, mm-hmm. seriously, <laughs> they decided to take the murder weapon and mail it to Nicholas's house. So why why because their plan was to go and live with his parents. They were going to take a greyhound there, 
they didn't want to risk getting caught with the murder weapon on them. Now, I don't know why they didn't just throw it in a river or bury it in the woods Literally, or something. why wouldn't you just dispose of it anywhere else? You mailed it to yourself? Yeah. That's so stupid. <laughs> now, they, they probably would have gotten away with the murder because, well, once it happened, uh, everyone is, is, well, no one finds out right away because no one ever goes mm-hmm. into their house. Dee right, has this place locked right. down. Absolutely. Now they get to where they're going to be at. Gypsy starts feeling like guilt, guilty. I don't know if guilty is the word, but she starts feeling bad that her mom's body is just, it's probably going to be decomposing indefinitely. Just rotting. Imagine that smell. Mm-hmm. Good Lord. So she tells Nicholas to post on Facebook. Nicholas posts two Facebook updates. The first one is, is described, people described it as disturbing and, and, and made us think that something might not be right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the first one is, but that's how they described it, which is h- kind of hilarious. Mm-hmm, yeah. Something seems <laughs> a little weird. Uh, I'll just... I just won't like react it, you know? Oh. I'll, I'll wow react that one. <laughs> Imagine if all those reactions existed at that point. Wow, what's going on here? Heart react it, because I love you. No. <laughs> care. I care yeah. react. Nah, I don't love the post, but I care. But I do care that you're doing something. <laughs> Something's going on for you. So the second post is the one that I guess really, really makes people uh, take action. The second mm-hmm. post is that bitch is dead. Couldn't be more obvious than that. <laughs> Maybe it's just a metaphor. I don't know. Is this a song lyric? Yeah. They go to the house. They knock on the door. No one answers, which is mm-hmm. odd considering the van, Didi's van, is still in the driveway. It's a van that is um, equipped to be used with Gypsy's wheelchair. So if they went anywhere together, that van would be gone. Yep. Now, cops can't enter the house without a warrant. But what they can do is allow one of the neighbors to crawl through the window. Which I didn't know that was a, that was a little loophole. That seems crazy. That seems absolutely not the way right? it should be. It seems like they, sh- I mean, like, yes, I know you need a search warrant, but it seems like if they believe someone is in danger, they should be able to just make sure that that's not yeah, the They case. should also not, if they believe someone is in danger, it doesn't seem like a good idea to send a neighbor through a window. Yeah, that's crazy. All of it is crazy. Like, which neighbor's like, yeah, I'll sacrifice myself yeah. for that. So neighbor gets in through the window, uh, realizes that uh, all of, all of Gypsy's wheelchairs, which is how many wheelchairs did she have? No. Oh, my God. One for every occasion. <laughs> like, here's the Christmas wheelchair. wheelchair, yeah. <laughs> Formal wheelchair, casual wheel- wheelchair, a day on the town. <laughs> okay, so everything is still there, and then eventually, you know, they get into the bedroom and, and find Didi. Everyone's shocked and horrified. Who could have done this? Mm-hmm. They put mm-hmm. out an APB, right? Because at this point, they're looking for Didi's murderer and uh, Gypsy's abductor. They're convinced that she's been mm-hmm. abducted and that she's helpless because all of her wheelchairs are still here. They're like, 
They're like, I want to kidnap the most difficult person I could possibly kidnap. Someone who requires a lot of medical attention yeah. in a wheelchair. Without taking their oxygen tank, their feeding tube, not, nothing that is used to care for Gypsy has been taken with her. This is when the Facebook messages pop up. And people are like, oh, well, she must have had something to do with it. Now, that earlier message makes so much more sense. Now, this is when Gypsy's friend, who we mentioned earlier, her friend who was in her, her 20s, who didn't approve of her seeing this guy who she thought was an older man, Miss Woodman C, tells the cops, oh, I have all these printouts of uh, uh, Gypsy's messages and posts from this, this kind of weird guy who she was seeing. Maybe you'll find these helpful, right? Also happens to be mm-hmm. the... By the way, she shared a Facebook account with her mom. That's so... It's bad oh enough God. when it's a couple. Seriously, good God. So? <laughs> I could never, even though my mom and I have the same name, so people do kind of message me sometimes You're, thinking I'm her. You and your mom have the same name? Yeah, <laughs> my grandma too. <laughs> Wait, what? Well, the same first name. My mom and I have the same And your grandma's name, Teresa, as well? Yeah. That's interesting. I'm Teresa the third. <laughs> By the way, why do people whoa, do that? <laughs> whoa. No one needs three people in the family with the so same So you're a name. feminine junior. Yeah. <laughs> interesting. I mean, it's even, it's even more interesting considering your, how, how your dad met your mother. Yeah, totally. I don't know what to think of it, but that's not for me to <laughs> Imagine think. Imagine that TV show, <laughs> How I Met Your Mother, but my parents' version. <laughs> Well, you see, she was one of my students, and it just really goes from oh, there. Oh, man, you got to write that show. I, I don't no. know where they would put where they would be able to air it, but it'd <laughs> be very controversial. controversial. <laughs> Probably win awards. <laughs> All right, we've got, we've got our yes. writers, and we're starting Let's do it. here. They basically trace the IP address to Nicholas's uh, home state. So Nicholas and Gypsy were found... In Big Bend, uh, Wisconsin, which is where can can you imagine your kid just finding out that your kid just murdered murdered his oh my girlfriend's God. parents like and I they always, were and that's why she was I always uh, knew he was I always knew he was weird right didn't know he would literally murder someone. And what did they say when when they showed up together he was like hey mom this is my girlfriend because you stay here for a few days like <laughs> they're just like yeah sure you have a girlfriend thing. <laughs> <laughs> we thought you'd literally never make that happen. <laughs> they were so, they were so, they're like, oh yeah, and you got a knife mail. Just, but you know, I'm sure that's nothing. We're just glad you have a girlfriend. I, I cannot get over the mailing the knife thing. What the fuck was your thought process there? But I digress. Nicholas, you have a very sharp package that arrived. <laughs> it's very pointy. It's, it's just a pointy thing wrapped in duct tape with a, a mailing label on it. I know, imagine it's just a knife-shaped package, just totally. (laughs) Wonder what's in here. Ow. Oh Oh my god, I can't. So they get uh they get extradited back to where the crime occurred, and uh the truth comes out. Why? Why? Because uh, she's arrested, you know, they're probably videoing them arrested with her just walking, handcuffed to the car. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, oh, isn't that? Oh, yeah, that's Gypsy. She's, oh, that's, wow. 
Hey, Where do you. we start? This is a lot to unpack. <laughs> yeah. So the town was so shocked, right, when uh, when Dee Dee was murdered. They they sprung into action. They were like, we need to start a GoFundMe for her funeral expenses. And at this point, the police were like, Man, no, no, Dee no. Dee Dee's scamming from the grave. <laughs> yeah. Dee Dee's scamming from the grave. The cops had to tell people not to donate any money. So next comes a trial. All of this information came out about how the gypsy was abused. Did you know that when Dee Dee's dad and stepmom found out she was murdered they were like oh good (laughs) (laughs) and yeah of course because she was literally poisoning her yeah they're like oh yeah good riddance to that crazy bitch they were like she deserved it she was abusing that kid we we couldn't prove it but we knew it and they refused to contribute to funeral expenses they refused to pick up her ashes. I guess when you refuse to pick up your kids' ashes, they just mail them to you anyway. Oh, really? Do you know what That's her dad did? What? With the ashes? Please tell me. He flushed them down the toilet. Oh, bitch. Oh. <laughs> That's so good and honestly good. Fuck that lady. Right? That's just the, the ultimate, the ultimate burn. Oh, my God. Just like, I, I hope she felt it. From the great beyond. Oh, just she deserves nothing. just a swirling in her spirit. I just hope she. <laughs> She's in hell. She is absolutely in hell. Ah, <laughs> oh, she's she's resting in in the Louisiana septic system. <laughs> Part of the Earth once more. <laughs> okay, so so a trial happens. Long story short, the prosecution. Uh, does not uh doesn't seek the death penalty can you imagine god that would be so sad the prosecutor said that the the situation was the case was very quote extraordinary and unusual so they would not be seeking the death penalty so no matter uh what the uh, jury found the most they could be charged with was life in prison or the most they could be um sentenced was life in prison yeah gypsy ends up getting a a plea bargain for secondary murder she pleads guilty, and the plea bargain deal is essentially that if she pleads guilty, she doesn't get more than 10 years. She doesn't have to testify against Nicholas, and uh, yeah, that's, that was her deal. I'm really rooting for her. Nicholas was sentenced to life in prison. As he should be. Yeah, I mean, because he, he did the actual killing. Yeah. And... And he's 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 a clear psychopath. Like he doesn't oh, have yeah, any real sure. relationship to this woman, and murdered someone. Just like sure, why not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You pr- you promise you'll stay my girlfriend if I do this? <laughs> I mean, he did a good deed in for Gypsy, but you know where he was coming from. Don't trust it. And I think he should probably be in jail. Yeah, because I kind of also abolish all prisons. Sorry. I I kind of feel like Nicholas would have killed anyone for sex yeah exactly like if his next girlfriend like if he didn't kill Didi and his next girlfriend was like hey if if you don't if you don't kill my parents i'll never blow you again like he would do it oh absolutely she's just like oh they're just really annoying me today. <laughs> Can you kill them he's like sure why not i love murder and i love pussy <laughs> <laughs> so uh apparently after after gypsy went to jail I believe within the first year, she gained 14 pounds. Oh, bless her. 
Normally people lose weight in prison is what I hear. Yeah, that's just how poorly she was being, like how malnourished she was. Yeah. And she literally has said that she enjoys her life in prison more than she did with her that's mother. So sad. Yeah. Like that is so fucked. She was like, I'm actually happy because at least I get to live like a normal woman. Like, well, no, you don't. But I see where you're coming from, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for you. than before. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. She can, like, walk around and not be punished, and she can read a book or something. Yeah. Literal prison is, is less of a prison. Yeah. Than her, her childhood home. And she was on record with Dr. Phil saying that she, he's like, well, are you happy your mom's dead? She's like, no, I'm happy I'm not in that situation anymore, but I'm not happy she's dead. I'm like, girl, you're lying. <laughs> you're happy she's dead. It's okay. No, she, I'm too. I'm happy she's dead. She's a horrible person. She had a little media training. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're like, you can't say this. You, they will think you're a monster. <laughs> they will put your whole thing at risk. <laughs> but she's up for parole in like two years. Yeah, 2024, I believe. Mm-hmm. So I hope she, I hope she gets out. I mean, I do hope that she's required to attend therapy for the rest of her life because she needs it. Oh, absolutely. For so many reasons, she needs therapy. And I do think that's like one of the conditions is that she would need to like maintain uh, therapeutic psychiatric care because that girl's like, no matter what way you cut it, that girl's going to be mentally fucked up. Yeah. Uh, She doesn't deserve to be in prison. But she doesn't deserve to be in prison. Absolutely not. No. Nicholas, have you seen? in a dire situation trying to escape. Yeah. Nicholas deserves to be in prison. 100%. And I say Nicholas deserves to be in prison um, based entirely on appearances. Now, (laughs) he doesn't look good. He looks, he looks like unwell in, in like a, a, a murdery way. Yeah. Big time. Big time. You're like, oh yeah, saw that one coming. Also, you can see his back hair from the front. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Not to shame hairy people, but no if, body shame, but body shame him. Yeah, if you're if you're a, a very hairy person who also happens to be a murderer, I'm gonna talk about it now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't look like he could grow a beard like that. That's pretty impressive as well. He's got like that. I know, but I guess you know, just Manson beard will really get the hair growing. Just kick, jumpstart that testosterone. Yeah, I can't imagine what, oh, my dog just, like, shook in his collar, made a really loud noise as I was about to speak. I heard um, it. Just imagine, like, the prison groups he's a part of. Uh-huh. Doesn't seem good. He's in one of those, you think he's in a racist prison gang? Absolutely, 100%. He looks the part. <laughs> or he's probably just, like, a weird loner that everyone might be scared of because he's scary. Yeah, maybe even the racists are scared of him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're like we don't want to even fuck with that guy no way <laughs> he can't even be part of it they're like we're murderous nazis but that guy yeah. <laughs> scary that guy's too far for us <laughs> and uh since then uh the community i i feel like that community is still in shambles they don't know who to trust yeah they feel bad for having even attended her candlelit vigil I wonder what happened to that house. I wonder if somebody else eventually moved in there. Imagine the pink house on, on Zillow? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, by the way, <laughs> something really crazy happened here. But it's cheap. Mm-hmm. And there's a hot tub. I would just sage the fuck out of it. <laughs> you think sage could... Ugh. I mean... <laughs> that's the best Do you think... Because can, can you imagine... Uh, Buying a house that you know someone was like was like chained to a bed in, and then you have night. Do you ever have yeah, night no, terrors? A, do you ever have oh, that? Yeah, par- no, what do you call it? The sleep paralysis, where you wake up and you can't move. 
Yeah, and, I sure do, yeah. And scary. imagine that happening in this house where you wake up and you're like, is this my sleep paralysis or is this the ghost of Dee Dee? Yeah, literally the vibes are not going to be Chaining me house. to my bed. The house itself needs uh, an exorcism. No, they should. It, that property if should be raised and the, the earth salted. There's no, no good. One. No good can come from the Blanchard estate. (laughs) That's the story of Gypsy Rose Blanchard. And what a Blanchard it is. Mm -hmm. I know they added the E. She just added the E when they moved to be like, (laughs) no, you know, we're new people now. (laughs) Just added Uh, an E. You're looking for Kai Choice. I'm Kyle Choice. (laughs) <laughs> not the same person at all what are you thinking when i was in when i was in high school and college uh my italian teachers thought that i was italian and they tried to make my last name sound italian so they'd be like teresa uh, but uh, <laughs> instead of bateman <laughs> like but them on but that's gonna be my that's our uh, blanchard name but <laughs> just an accent above the e's the only difference yeah. <laughs> Teresa, what do you have coming up that you might want people to know about? Uh, well, uh, in mid-March, I'm going to be starting a new show with my cousin and my best friend called Community Service. A stand-up show? or Yeah, stand-up show. Okay. Stand-up comedy in like variety of acts, so, you know, drag performances, performance art, you know, clowning kind of stuff, um, music. It's going to be a real nice stand-up focused variety show. Okay. Um, in mid-March, we're going to have it in my backyard for the first one since Omicron's still, you know, kind of around. Um, but whenever that gets put on the internet, there will be, you know, a link to get tickets and then you'll get the address. And at the end of March, um, the last weekend of March, the 20, I think, 30th through the 25th or 25th through the 27th, I don't know. Wait, let me look at my calendar. Yes, March 25th through 27th, I'm going to be performing at the Tree Fort Comedy Festival in Boise, Idaho. So if there's any listeners out in Idaho, come check out the Tree Fort Music Festival and the comedy portion. It's supposed to be a really fun time. I'm really excited to go. I've never been to Idaho. And I think it's, I've heard it's really beautiful there. So That's a pretty big festival, right? Yeah, it's pretty big there. It's, um, it started off, I think, mainly as a music festival. And now they have a bunch, they have like music, they have comedy, they have films, they have art. Um, so yeah, it's a pretty big festival in Boise and I'm really excited. Nice. This sounds like fun. Yeah, I think it should be really fun. I'm really, I'm going to do a road trip with my best friend. And yeah. and uh, where where can people find you if they want more information about you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at badgaltariri. <laughs> it's T U H R I R I. It's you know a reference to, to Rihanna, our queen, our queen Rihanna. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, yeah. Go ahead and uh, and follow Teresa, everybody. And uh, thanks thanks uh, for coming on the show. It was fun. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. And thanks for uh, letting us in. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> Your crazy childhood story with us. Yeah, pretty nuts. First time I've committed that story to a podcast. So thank you for allowing me to do that. That was it. That was episode 71 of Women Who Kill. Hey, if you like the show, don't forget to stop by Apple Podcasts, formerly known as uh, iTunes. Leave a rating. Leave a review. If you don't like the show, honestly, I'm impressed with your commitment for listening all the way until the end. To everyone else, if you want to support the show with your dollars, feel free to stop by patreon.com slash kaichoice. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash k-a-i-c-h-o-y-c-e. All those dollars go towards uh, keeping me alive so I can keep making this thing for you. Thanks again for listening, everybody. 
and we will see you next time.